There's things that you value and things that you will fight for. That's what today's about. We fight for that short-haired dog and that name across your chest. Welcome to the Short-Haired Dog Podcast, your home for Wofford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett. Welcome into the Short Haired Dog, episode 18. I'm your host, Michael Bennett, alongside me tonight, my best friend, slash co host, slash brother on Halloween, Mr. Kevin Bennett. How you doing tonight, KB? I'm doing good, Mikey. How are you? Good. Uh, is, are, you uh, are you scared yet? You've you been scared yet this Halloween? Nope, not yet. No. But the night is still young. That is true. Night is still young. Good to be back with you guys uh, a little bit later this week than we did last week. Uh, Sunday was a very busy day for us, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. <laughs> busy week up until now. Luckily, our mom got a good report at the doctor, so uh, looks like going to sort of get back to a normal schedule here. Uh, joining us tonight, uh, also for his first time since uh, the last couple episodes, our producer, Mr. Charlie Long. Charlie, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back on the show. Yeah. Been busy. Yeah, you, you've been busy with school and whatnot, but good to have you back. You were with us at the ball game on Saturday as Wofford knocked off Mercer 42-21 to in a game that really the score showed it was a lot closer than it actually was, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. That was a late garbage time touchdown there by, by Mercer to get it back to – I guess, um, to 41 to, or what was it? 42 to 21. 42 to 21, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, you could easily shoot. I mean, you could have said it could have been 42 to 7. I yeah. Mean, uh, the Terriers pretty much handled business. And, Mike, we were talking about it for the first time. The Terriers actually um, kind of put a team away, um, kind of put their foot on their throat and kind of put them away. Um, and that was something I was waiting to see. Um, we had not seen that so far. Um, really in the in the season, um, or especially with a, a SoCon team. Right. Um, but this, the Terriers, Mike, pretty much handled them. I mean, yeah. uh, I don't want to say dominated, but they, I mean, they handled them pretty much the entire game. The game, once we reached late thir- third quarter going into the fourth, it was a done deal. Yeah. A lot of good performances Absolutely. out there, and, out there this week. And, Mike, we talked about it. We're, we're going to try something a little new. We're going to try a new segment uh, that we're going to try to do on every show now, and that's uh, going to be our golden collar segment. Um, you know, game balls, it's kind of – Helmet been, stickers. Yeah, it's kind of been overdone. So we're going to stay with our short hair dog mantra, and we're going to give out golden collars to people um, – or to players that we think um, deserve it uh, from their performance on in the past game. So it's essentially the same thing as a helmet sticker or a game ball, but we're going to give out a golden collar. So um, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's go three apiece, Mike. You want to go with three apiece? Three apiece. I'll wow. let you go okay. first, and I'll go. And we'll just we'll just go back and forth. Okay. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and take your first pick for who you think deserves a golden collar. Well, I think the obvious one would be T.J. Luther. Two receptions, two touchdowns, 121 yards. Okay. T.J. Luther's getting a gold collar for me. Um, 
Kevin, a, cu- both, a couple of the passes that were thrown, to, both of the passes really, especially the one that Joe Newman threw to him, couldn't have been put any better, I will say that. Joe made a beautiful pass, and it really looked like um, it, he almost overthrew him. But yeah. Luther runs right under it for a big-time touchdown. So T.J. Luther gets my first uh, gold collar of the night. Mike, I'm going to go with uh, Andre Stoddard. Um, he uh, was outstanding. Um, and I would say, you know, he's had some great games this year, but, I mean, Saturday may have been his best. Right. Uh, 18 carries, 119 yards, 6.6 yards a carry. That's pretty solid from your fullback. Two scores. Uh, and two yep. scores. So um, what a great what a great performance by Andre. Um, so he is my first recipient of a, of a golden collar. Mine, Kevin, uh, my next one's going to be Joe Newman. Uh, okay. Joe, early on in the game, you know, a lot of people were – uh, sort of calling for Mosley because uh, the offense seemed to struggle there. But a lot of it, he didn't have a ton of blocking. Uh, for whatever reason, a lot of guys out in the pitch lane. Um, and you just can't pitch it. You can't pitch it with five guys out there waiting on the pitch. If you do that, it's going to end up on the ground, and the other team's going to end up with it. So um, Joe Newman, though, bounced back, threw the ball well. I mean, he was 7 for 12 for 103 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Pretty good day for him throwing the football and then running it 14 times for 55 yards. And but Kevin, the thing about it is he had it was it was for three point nine yards a carry. But what goes unnoticed about him is the way he distributed the ball. Did a great job on a lot of pitches that were hard pitches, but did a great job of getting it to guys like Lennox McAfee. And of course, Andre Stoddard, I think, who even scored on a pitch play yep. uh, from his fullback spot. So good night overall, good day rather for the Terriers, and um, just a good night all around for for a good day all around for for Wofford football and. The offense seemed to be clicking for most of the day, uh, over 500 yards again. Yeah, so your second Golden Collar recipient is Joe Newman. Right. Um, Mike, my second is going to be it's going to be a, a duo, and I'm going to give it to our two diarrhea package middle linebackers. I'm <laughs> okay. going with Joe Beckett and Ryan Titus. Yeah. I thought they were great. Yeah. Uh, they both got pressure. Mike, we've implemented this kind of uh, staggered blitzing, especially on third downs where right. it's kind of a stunted blitz, and it has worked to perfection. And those guys are so quick, like we said, you better get somewhere right. or you're going to have a mess on your hands. Mm-hmm. So um, both of those guys, uh, both Joe Beckett and Ryan Titus, were in the backfield on seemed like every third down. But that's not to say that our defensive line wasn't in the backfield as well. Thad Mangum's been in the backfield all year long. Yes. Thad has been outstanding. And he, if he doesn't get an all-SOCON recognition at the end of the year, something is wrong. Um, and then Miles, there was a couple times he was getting triple teamed. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was still just wreaking havoc. Uh, and Zamari got a sack as well. Um, yeah. Though as the quarterback, um, I know he was working his way up in the pocket, and uh, Zamari took his legs out. So that was a good play by him as well. But my golden collar recipient, my number two, are our two – um, like we said, diarrhea package, middle linebackers, Ryan Titus and Joe Beckett. All right. Um, one for me that uh, I think kind of was all over the place. I mean, on special teams, you name it. That's Jairai Wilson. Jairai yeah. had a great game both defending the pass, rushing, rushing the passer, stopping the run. Um, and he held the ball when Miller Mosley got knocked out due to, due to that concussion. So Jairai Wilson, for me, has to get a gold collar. Mike, that – People don't realize how hard that is. Yeah, being a holder. Like I, people gonna say, "Oh, the holder," but I mean, if you don't spin the ball right or you get the laces where the kicker, I mean, it can throw you off. Yeah. And um, you know, Jara stepped in there, and I mean, he looked natural. Yeah, he did. So uh, I'm with you. I, that, that's a good pick there, Mike. I'm going non-football related for my last gold collar. 
I'm going with whoever the person that made the Mike Gare statue. They get a gold collar yeah. because that's a great statue. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it looks just like him. It does. Um, now, it was, you know, probably 15 years ago, Coach Ayers, but still. But that's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah, you don't yeah. want the you want the end of the prime. 15, 15 years ago was 03. Yeah. I mean, what a great year that was. So, um, But anyway, really, and we'll get into it later, the whole, you know, ceremony um, dedicated to Coach Ayers was great. The the video shown at halftime was outstanding. Yeah, um, so uh, well produced. A uh, great job by whoever done it. So they get a golden collar too. You know, right. <laughs> the, whoever produced or who had a hand in making that that halftime video. Um, but the whole ceremony was great. Uh, it was a great crowd there at the it game was. Saturday too. I think part of it was because it was family weekend, parents weekend, but it was also former players and staff there to you know pay their respect to. to Coach Ayers, right? And um, it was a it was a great crowd and a great game, uh, but my third and final um, Golden Collar recipient is is whoever made the uh, the Mike Ayers statue. Yeah, I, I tell you, somebody else is close to getting a Gold Collar. And well, with honorable mentions. Yeah, go ahead. For me, is the music person. Whoever they're doing better. The music they are stepping up. <laughs> yeah. A lot better job. Yeah, with the music uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, Mike, getting getting to the field though, one of my honorable mentions is Nathan Walker. Yeah. I thought he had a great game. You know, we were well not us, but there were some people that were down on him after the fumble in the end zone against ETSU. That was just a tough that, yeah. that, that was a tough play. Um he stepped back, he uh, he stepped up, he got back in the in the game and really Mike, um Saturday he broke off a nice run. He threw an outstanding block. I think it was on – was it one of Lennox's runs? Yeah. Um, threw an outstanding block, and like it, like I said, he had a long run later there in the fourth quarter. So, to me, a, an honorable mention goes to, to Nathan Walker. I was going to do Thad Mangum, okay. but I thought you were going to, so yeah. I didn't. But now I kind of wish I would have. Yeah. But Thad was certainly deserving. Big game. And then he scooped up the ball. And he did. Took off running and uh, – that was that's always that fun. was a bizarre play. Is um, it literally just slipped out of his hand? And, and that was a heads up play by DT as well. As he as he saw the quarterback rolling out there, and he abandoned coverage, went right after him. And the guy was like, "I better do something real quick." And that's when it just fell out of his arm as it was going forward. It was a fumble. Yeah, There's no doubt about it. And Thad scooped it up and picked up, you know, 10, 15 yards after it. So that was a that was a nice play by Thad and DT there. Mike, one more honorable mention, and I think this player doesn't get enough love. I think he is one of our unsung heroes on defense, and that's Mason Allstat. Yeah, I think he has been outstanding this year, and he put he put a pop on some guy. Uh, yeah, this, he did. I, it was one of the receivers coming across the middle. Um, one of the other guys held him up, and Mason finished him off, and that was that was a probably the biggest hit of the game. That was a, a very impressive play there and really Mike the entire defense. Yeah. I mean no they, about it. they were outstanding. And we, we were worried about that, that Mercer was going to come in and kinda, you know, pick us apart, so to speak. But we didn't let that happen. Right. We got so much pressure on uh the quarterback for Mercer. What was his name? Riley. Kalen uh, Riley. Riley, yeah, yeah. He he just didn't have a chance. Yeah. We were all over, and then there was a couple times he got up. He was gimpy. Like any time we got in the backfield, we got a clean hit on him. Right, and that's, and that's what you want. Um, and you know what was also impressive is we got no personal fouls, no roughing the passers, anything like that. So we were getting clean hits, which means we were close on the times we didn't sack him. We were close to getting him down. So, um, and I and I mentioned it before that that, that stunted blitz. Yeah. has really paid dividends for the Walford defense. And I think it goes without saying we're going to need to see more of it 
this upcoming game against Sanford. Yeah, definitely. Sanford, a really good team, and they started out the season kind of slow, but they've bounced back. They have they certainly have. been playing well as of late. Swafford got a big game at Birmingham in Alabama as they travel down to take on Sanford. And, Kevin, what's crazy about all of this is, you know, when you come into the season, this is exactly what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. You thought this was going to be the game that Wofford needed to win in order to take that SoCon crown. Now, you wouldn't expect that Sanford to have two losses. And also, I don't think you would have thought Wofford would have had a loss other than to Sanford. I mean, just to be frank with you. But right. nonetheless, that's the situation we're in. If Wofford could win Saturday, there'll be a win away. You know, they, they go to Western Carolina then and be a win away from locking up the SoCon. SoCon. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it goes without saying – monster game coming up saturday and mike are we 100 percent making the trip i think so yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, we're gonna be there in birmingham cheering on the terriers um i'm looking forward to it charlie you going i don't believe so uh charlie's charlie's sitting, sitting it out but ah. uh i tell you what mike let's get into kind of a sanford preview here getting ready for uh sanford coming up this weekend a L- little bit shorter episode tonight here on halloween we got to get to our trick-or-treaters at the house right gonna be coming like, by like you said um they started off uh, with a win against Shorter, 66-9, then four straight losses. I mean, one was at Florida State, then they lost. And they should have won that one. They lost to Mercer at home, then they lost at Chattanooga, and then lost at Kennesaw State, who's ranked number four now. Right. Uh, or was number four at the time. So um, so really and truly, two of those losses, you know, are kind of ones they were supposed to lose. Right. Uh, then they bounced back with three straight SOCON wins over Western, VMI, and Furman. Uh, Mike. What really scares me, obviously, like every year, is Duck Hodges and the passing attack. Right. Um, and it really goes through um, two receivers, Mike. Obviously, McKnight. Kelvin McKnight, yeah. who's a stud. He's got 70 catches on the year for 986 yards and seven touchdowns. And then Chris Schelling has 43 for 513, but eight touchdowns. So yeah. he seems to be their red zone guy. Um, Hodges, on the year, he... Um, it's throwing at a 71.3% clip. He already has 376 yards, 26 touchdowns, but 14 picks. That's a lot of picks. Yeah. Um, and, Mike, honestly, it, it feels like if we can get pressure on him, he may throw a couple our way. Yeah. And, we, and we've seen that in the past from, from Hodges. Right. Um, not necessarily against us, but from other teams, if you can get pressure on him, he has a tendency to maybe throw you a couple. Um, and if that's the case, if we can just hold him in check – um, and let our, our offense do its work, I like our chances on Saturday. But you know they're going to try to dink and dunk it. That's what they've done in the past. You know, they'll go to McKnight down the field, but Schelling seems to be their possession guy. I know I know McKnight has 70 catches. He's a possession guy as well, but you know what I mean. Right. He's more of a down-the-field threat. Schelling's your shorter passes, dink and dunk pass guy. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that to be – uh, that that's going to be the key of the game. How do the Terriers approach that dink and dunk offense? Um, will they make you know Hodges? Will they put him under pressure and will they make him throw the ball to us? Mm-hmm. One thing they're coming off of a bye week. They are, and, and, and that helps them. And Furman had a bye week too before they played us. So um, you know it's. But I th- but I think the Furman game was a wake up call. Oh, for sure. The, the fact that they lost that game so badly and looked as bad as they did. I think it seems to have woke them up. Think about then. how good they've played since the Furman game, Mike. Their yeah. defense has been incredible. Yeah. I mean, they've been incredible. And the offense is, you know, they sputtered at times. But Coach Lang has thrown some different formations and play calling out there. And I think he stayed true to form. I mean, I, really, the whole 
The whole program had an off day against Furman. They did, and they'll admit it to you. Special teams was not good. No, nothing was good. Nothing was good. Nothing about it was good. No. But ever since then, the whole squad has bounced back. And like I said before, that's credit to the coaching staff. That's that's credit to our senior leadership or our upperclassmen leadership. Right. They're they're making sure that's not going to happen again. Um, and they know this is a tough road test. Going to Sanford is tough. We've, you know, we've had some slobber knockers as as uh, our play-by-play guy here in Union likes to say, slobber knockers. We've had some slobber knockers in yeah. Sanford before. Um, so you know, I, I think there's. I don't expect any different. I think we're going to go up there. It's going to be a. It's going to be a good ball game. But I think if we play like we can, I think we can. You know, we can win. Yeah. And, I, and I think it. You know, just play mistake-free football. Um, and, you know, you got to take some chances. Uh, I mean, this – you know, I've, we've heard the statement in the past, well, this team is way more undisciplined than teams in the past. But also this team is way more athletic than some of the teams we've had in the past. And that's what you get sometimes. And if you look at it, we're still not that not bad that in bad. penalties. No, we're no. not at all. I mean, we just make more than we're used to making yeah. from Wofford's perspective. But one reason the, the referees have so much more of an advantage to look at more film and have it more readily available, mm-hmm. they can look and see the little tricks we've been doing for years, and they're calling them for penalties now. Right. I mean, it's it's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Wofford's going to have to play a great game. They, I mean, they They can't go down there and play mediocre and kick the ball around and, you know, expect to win. They've got to play a good game to beat Sanford. And defense has to be locked in. Kevin, I've been encouraged – by the way our def- defenders have played more up on the line of scrimmage, seem to be more aggressive, drawing up more blitzes. And you saw that on Saturday against Mercer. Yeah, and I was going to say this, Mike, you know, zone's not going to work against Sanford. Right. Um, you're going to have to play man up. I mean, you really are. You're going to have to, you know, you have to stay on your guy because zone, that's how they pick you apart. Yeah. Um, if you're going to play a zone, it's better be tight. You can't right. just play You've got to have to be a tight zone. And, and our coaches know that. Yeah. I mean, and when we talk about, you know, um, you know, that, while the other teams have time to watch uh, film too, so do our coaches. Yeah. Now, while they have another week, our guys have have time to do it too. And one thing that it's an advantage about playing Mercer before Sanford is they they played similar. a similar scheme. They're similar. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, now granted, Sanford's better on offense than Mercer was, but yeah. at least we faced that sort of scheme to at least kind of be prepared with it. And technically, we prepared for that offense two weeks. Right. Now, granted, we had to play a game there and get beat up, but still. Um, I still think that's going to pay dividends for us down the stretch. I agree, Mike. I agree. So, big game coming up Saturday. The Terriers at Sanford. Is it a 3 o'clock kickoff? And a, yeah. But is that is that Eastern time or is that I think it's Alabama 3 Eastern time? and then 2 Central. Okay. okay. Well, Alabama, is that Central they time are, in Alabama? an hour behind, so that would be... Um, 2 o'clock their time. 2 o'clock. I think that is Birmingham time. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Nonetheless, I mean, it goes without saying, this is pretty much for the SOCON championship. Model. Right. Um, Terriers win this one. Now, we're not overlooking Western. Um, no. Because we have not played great at Western in the past. But um, a win at Sanford Saturday would have the would have the ship going in the right direction for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And plus, you look at from the national, that would be a big win nationally. Huge. Of course, it would be yeah. big for our resume yeah. uh, to maybe get one of those top seeds. If Wofford is able to lock up that automatic berth the next week at um, – at Western. At Western Carolina, yeah, yeah, a place that we don't play very well. I told Daddy, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, we don't we do not do well when we just travel to the games. Yeah. Like if it's an away game and we don't stay in a hotel, we just drive up the day of the game, we never play well. Right. Think about it. Yeah. 
I mean, you, you got that dry, I mean, that sitting for such a long amount of time. And then, you know, yeah, like, we, we've, we've yeah. laid eggs at Presbyterian before. We didn't <laughs> play very well last year. No, no. Um, Cullaway is one of those places we sort of drive to the game. We don't ever play well, ever. Right. Uh, we, we've lost to Gardner Webb. I, mm-hmm. I thought Gardner Webb was off to a very slow start early on this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you were looking like, oh, here we go, because they went right down, and I mean, we got the uh, Roundtree got the pick on the first drive, but they drove it right down on the around the field on us. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, I, that's a good point, Mike. You, you, but the thing about it is, I think we just need to stay in a hotel. But this just seems like a different <laughs> team. Like Clemson, stay stay in a hotel even for the home game. Stay in the Marriott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you, <laughs> did you get you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this seems like this team just got a different vibe about them. And we didn't play well at Furman. We didn't. Now that didn't. that's the only thing. That's the yeah. and if you think about it. You know, that's, you know. That seems par for the course. Because we play bad at Furman, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. Every yeah. every year, the teams that we really seem to struggle with, now Sanford seems that we have we seem to not be able to beat them for whatever reason. But with the exception of that, games we struggle in and normally really, really play bad is games where they're road games, but we drive to the game. Right. Instead yeah. of staying in hope. Think about it. I mean, you know, we've seen it with, with um, shoot, Western, Furman. Mm-hmm. You know the the out of conference teams we played. You know that are local. I mean, I think there's more to that than just you know. I don't know. But Mike, I mean. But but luckily for this game, we're going to be uh, we stay in a hotel. That's good. Again, and hopefully be ready to go on Saturday. Right. Like we said, we're going we're going to make the trip up there. If you see us with our short haired dog, or down there. Yeah, down there. Whatever. <laughs> if you see us with our short haired dog shirts on, or if you, if you recognize us, come up and say hello. Uh, we'd love to meet you. Michael, before we get out of here, uh, we mentioned er- earlier in the show, the co-chair ceremony was great. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's it the, like we said, the halftime video was so well done. The painting was, you know, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was great. That, that's how you all will always remember uh, right. Coach Ayers. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, it goes without saying, I mean, he – Without what he did for Walford football, we wouldn't be doing this podcast now. That's right. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, 30 years for anyone at any profession is, you know, a, a big deal. Right. And But 30 years as a football coach is, you know, even more impressive. And the things that he did at Walford may never be done again. Right. And it's pretty safe to say it probably won't be done again. Um, and it was, it, it was great to be there. Uh, to show to show our appreciation and really the like I said the enormous crowd there, it was great for everyone to show up and show their appreciation for Coach Ayers. Yeah, definitely was. Guys, like we said, Halloween episode here. Going to send it out a little bit earlier than we normally do, uh, just because you know we got things to go do, got trick or treaters to go give candy to, and all that good stuff. So, any last thoughts before we close this down? Obviously, a huge game coming up. Hope everybody can make the trip. Come and say hello, like Kevin said, and it uh, should be a lot of fun um, over, at, over at Sanford on Saturday. I don't have anything, Mike. I'm good to go. Charlie, do you have anything? You, you got the chance to go to your uh, the first game you've went to in a while. Any any thoughts? Nothing I can think of. All right. So, Kevin? They've rendered him speechless. <laughs> yeah, they've we've rendered him speechless. So, like we said, big game coming up. Wofford at Sanford, 3 o'clock Eastern time, 2 o'clock local time down in Birmingham, Alabama. Wofford takes on Sanford. Big, big game, Kevin, probably for the SOCON. So you guys enjoy your week and hope you guys have enjoyed the show. And uh, we'll see you guys on Saturday down in Alabama. How's that sound, Kevin? I'm ready. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Appreciate you listening. And go Terriers. Go Terriers.
Thank you for listening to the Short Haired Dog Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Short Haired Dog and to subscribe to the show at no charge on the Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud. We will talk to you again very soon, but until then, go Terriers.